Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. And here's your host, Alan Kemper. Well, welcome to the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to have a conversation um, with Jeff Rice. And uh, really what I want to do is I want to dig into this idea of the four fires in different stages of life. So, um, you know, it's interesting because all of these things apply. All of them are important in all phases of our life, but uh, they show up a little bit differently as we uh, as we grow and mature. And so, just as a an intro, you know, so I'm uh, my name's Alan Kemper, and I'm 44 years old. Uh, I'm married. Uh, I've been married for about 16 years. I have two kids, a 12-year-old daughter and a uh, seven, almost eight-year-old son. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mid-career, right? And I'm, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the station of life where I am uh, interpreting and viewing these four fires from. Uh, yeah, Jeff, what's, what's kind of your, what's, what's your current station of life? Uh, so I'm Jeff Rice. I'm 23 years old. Uh, I have a wife, Rachel, and we've been married for a year and just over four months. Uh, I graduated college uh, six-ish months ago, so I'm, I'm in the beginning stages of my career. Um, what else is there? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the, those are the kind of the key pieces. Um, so you found this four fires philosophy a little bit before you finished college and have kind of been walking in this space for, you know, a little less than a year. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and so how does, uh, you know, as, as you think about each one of these areas, what is it that, um, at your stage in life, you just graduated, you're newly married, um, What's what's the fire that when you when you first heard about this was like oh I've really got to work on that. Well, definitely it would be the professional fire um, because we talked about the natural progression of each fire and naturally if you look at it you know the x the x and y axis your your professional fire is going to naturally grow. Uh, and in college, when I when you first introduced me to the to the craft and cash, uh, asking myself, well, what in the world is my uh, what in the world is my craft? Right. And so uh, that was that was um, the thing that I was like, well, what is it? I just want to know what it is. And that's something you you told me that it's going to take maybe ten years for you. you're going to spend the next the next ten years really figuring out what your craft is. Yeah. And so that was probably the hardest one uh, to try to understand. The other three uh, were things that either I was already doing naturally, uh, playing a sport in college. My physical fire was was always pretty good because mm-hmm. I was always working out and running. And um, now 
the 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 eat part of the physical fire right. wasn't as good because I was so active and I'm young. I could eat almost anything I wanted, and then I would be okay, and I can burn off whatever it is. Um, so that's definitely something that's going to need more attention uh, as the years go on. But uh, the people fire. Uh, my I had a great family. Um, I met my wife in college, so that was something that uh, added to the <laughs> the, yeah, just the, the family the, fi- the family fire. And then, um, but honestly, uh, now that I really think about it i'm still working on the people fire mm-hmm. or, or sorry the the friend part of the people fire right. um so uh naturally we talked about that your friend fire should be pretty high when you're in high school and college and then naturally for most people it starts to fall off because you start your life and you have your family and you have your job and you don't have as much time to spend with your friends but for me it was a little bit the opposite and i'm not really sure why it just I don't know if I've just been kind of a loner or, or what, but but that's something that I've had to put energy in because into because um, when you, you ask the question of uh, or you made the statement, your wife should be able to identify five to six men in your life that would be uh, considered your best friends or that would be honored to carry your casket, uh, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if Rachel could name one. Yeah. Um, so that was that's definitely an area where I realized that I need some work, and uh, I have begun to work in that space, and I think I'm making some good progress. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we all come in. You know, like some people will graduate from school, and they'll have, you know, I mean, we make the assumption that that's you're at your physical prime, but that's not always the case for everybody. A lot of times there are. You know, people just paid no attention. You can you can wreck your body pretty. You know, you can wreck your body in twenty years mm-hmm. um, if you're giving no attention to it. And so uh, it just turns out that that wasn't that wasn't your lowest fire. But um, the professional piece, I think, is is interesting. Um, there's this season uh, I've noticed, especially among uh, younger guys, of of I call it professional flailing. It's just, I mean. We go, we, you know, there's there's a there's a chosen few who can come out of school and they know exactly what they want to do and exactly where they're headed. Uh, but I don't think that's the case for most of us. It certainly wasn't for me. Um, so there is this season that feels very, uh, you're just floating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, what am I good at? When, and how do I get better at, you know, these things? But. Um, yeah, that is, that is a fire that you can't just snap your fingers and be great at something. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, and the same, I think your physical fire is, is another one that's similar, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of where you are, you're not just going to, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. No, that's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so as a, as a newly married, no kids, right? So yeah. Um, what does the, uh, what's the people, where are you putting energy? What are you trying to do in your people fire specifically? Um, and then for Rachel and then for friends, like what kind of choices are you making more intentionally now than you think you would be otherwise? So one of the things that I 
have found out about my wife is that she loves to talk about our goals. And, you know, uh, I had a very wise woman uh, talk to me one time about marriage, and she said, one of the questions you have to ask yourself and ask your spouse is, what are we trying to build? Mm-hmm. And um, I found out that when I spend just a little bit of time to talk with Rachel about what I want, what is she, what, and ask her what she wants and what our goals are, um, I found that our relationship got a lot better. And I've I've heard that communication is key. Right. I've heard that my whole life. And so, uh, just something as simple as having some time to just sit there and talk about what we're gonna, what we're trying to build, mm-hmm. uh, has helped our relationship tremendously because it's not just um we, we don't just feel like we're coming home from work and then we're just just floating around and, you know just trying to pay the bills or trying to you know we feel like we have a purpose because we're both talking about what we want and what we want to accomplish and so um that was something that really helped my relationship with my wife um and uh with that comes comes a, a lot of other communication where uh, um, I guess I not being afraid to communicate things like mm. if I'm super happy or if I'm super upset, just being comfortable communicating yeah. is uh, essentially it's just you have to practice. Yeah. Because if you don't if you don't practice asking the hard questions or sharing things, then uh, it's awkward or. Yeah, and 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 for a lot of us, our my default would be, eh, I'm I'm just gonna hold that one in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so for you, that looks like kind of on a tactical, like a very specific basis. Like, is this like once a week you guys are sitting down and talking on the couch, or I mean, or is this like, is this like the regular? Is this just flows into your regular rhythm, or do you are you like planning out time in that space? Um. You know, I don't know if I could say that it's once a week or that, uh, like, we have a specific day each week mm-hmm. that we do it. Um, well, so for the last um, two two months, I think, we've been in a small group, and that small group meets 30 minutes away from our house. So naturally, mm. every Tuesday afternoon, we, we're getting in the car and we have a 30-minute drive, so um, that's a time that we can talk. Um, so it's not that we're like setting out time to sit on the couch and talk, yeah. but um, that's something that just kind of makes it easy because we both get in the car and then we're in the car for 30 minutes together. Right. Um, but one of the things that I've had to, um, I guess, just uh, take ownership with as the man in the household or the head of the household and, you know, I'm trying to lead my wife is that. I'm trying to get better at reading her uh-huh. and understanding when she has when she has something that's bothering her uh-huh. to just say, I can tell something's bothering you and I want to communicate because if I don't and I try to act like I don't notice, then it's just going to fester up and get right. worse. Right. We, we like to pretend that it's going to go away. It's right. It's not going to go away. It go away. Yeah. 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 I think that um, that digging in, I think that's wise. Um if you're willing to dig into the awkward early, you prevent it from turning into this big, uh, the big unspoken thing. Right. Um, yeah, because just because you don't address it doesn't mean that 
she's not still feeling it. Man, yeah. Um, I learned that. Uh, I would say the first six months of marriage, I was uh, very passive and very like, oh, it'll be okay. Everything will be okay. And I realized that that, <laughs> that does not work. Yeah. Um, so. And you'll learn that again at 12 months and at 18 months. Uh, <laughs> you'll learn it every six months for the rest yep. of your marriage. That's like, right. Oh, yeah. I should be digging in a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, let me ask this question. Do you feel like right now in your phase of life it is hard to put logs on your on your marriage? The, the, so your family fire looks like your wife, mm-hmm. and and then you've still got your nuclear family, right? right? So right. you're you're you've got younger my younger siblings, and my siblings, and, yeah, yeah. So um, do you feel like that's a stretch right now at this phase of life, or is that kind of come natural? There's times when it feels uh, I, I may f- I may at times be putting more logs on the friend fire or more logs on the people fire, and um, there was actually a point a few weeks ago. Uh, maybe a month ago, um, where I had planned a camping trip with my dad and my brother, and yeah. then I was planning another trip with some friends, and mm-hmm. I was planning a hunting trip for myself. And Rachel said, "I just feel like you're not, you're not, you don't care about time with me." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I," fi-, she said, "I feel like you're only planning time with uh, to be for with yourself or with other people, and you don't." Um, and I and I said. Ah, being four dimensional is hard, <laughs> and and she was like, ah, and then and then we both, you know, she then she was like, oh well, I I know you, I'm so happy that you're putting energy into the other areas, but uh, I just remember feeling like, gosh, this is hard, man, because because historically I hadn't put much effort into the friend part, yeah, and so I started putting effort, and then I started letting Rachel go by the wayside yeah. and then it's like nope you can't let that one go so yeah. it is a constant journey yeah well i mean i think i think some of it is 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 living in that tension right and mm-hmm. there's uh there's something really powerful about about the tension and how am i going to make my choices and when you start realizing like oh i have to win at all four of these areas mm-hmm. i mean there are absolutely times when i go it's better for me to not go to the gym this morning. Sure. Even though I want to, mm-hmm. even though I know I need to, but this fire over here is dwindling mm-hmm. and I need to put some energy on that fire. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, you know, like there are times when I, I have to be away from my kids, right? Because I need to go build, build my friendships. And I, I think, uh, it's interesting in the phases of life, there's different, different degrees of tension in each one of those spaces. Um, one of the things I've observed is guys who, uh, you know, you go, you go from the early marriage and you're married and, and, you know, even now, right. You're noticing that there's tension, like just trying to do the, the, the friends and, mm-hmm. and take care of your job and your wife and and then and then you're gonna throw kids in mm-hmm. on top of that yeah and uh, man it, it creates this uh, season particularly when you have kids sub sub two years old they yeah. just require so much time and energy and I'm, I feel like I'm on this other side 
where you know when we when we get ready to go on a trip i just go all right kids like pack your own bags and if you don't have your stuff <laughs> then oh well oh, you're gonna wear the same shirt all week. that's right that's right um and uh so i'm kind of on the other side of maybe that really intense parenting mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean but now it's now it's Am I going to do daddy daughter trips and am I going to do father son trips? And, mm-hmm. you know, my son wants to go hunting and, and how do I squeeze that? And can I get home from work early enough to go grab him so that we can go get mm-hmm. out of deer camp? And, um, yeah, but it's, and I, and what I, what I don't fully know is what does that look like, uh, after the kids are off in college and, you know, how do I maintain those adult relationships with my kids? But, mm-hmm. Um, but that particular part, uh, your people fire, you know, at, at 23 versus 44. Yeah. Uh, same, same, right. There's still tension. Mm -hmm. It's just different, just different variables. Um, you touched on the professional, right? Like there's always tension. There's Mm -hmm. always opportunities for growth and development. Uh, it just feels different. Uh, like I, I very much at 44 feel like I found my craft and, and there is a confidence that comes with that. But I very much remember, you know, when I finished undergrad, I was like, I, I've got this management degree. I mean, I, get, I think I know hotels have managers yeah. and, and so do McDonald's. I guess I could go work there. I don't know. What, what do I, uh, yeah, yeah. what is man, what do I do with this management degree? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, what do you notice about so you did college athletics um you're a baseball player for four years um and what do you notice about people at in their young twenties in terms of the physical fire you know like um because it sounds like that was that you've been pretty intentional maybe maybe because it was scheduled for you yeah yeah um for sure do you are you noticing a percentage of your friends that are maintaining? Are you noticing people dropping off and cha- you know, changes in behavior now that they don't have systems and schedules? What, what does that look like in the 20s? Uh, so I I've, haven't even been graduated for six months or so. Um, but I've already, you know, you see pictures or maybe you see somebody out. And, and it's amazing how in six months how bad, you know, how <laughs> yeah. bad someone's physical fire can get in just six months. Um, so you, um, you definitely can tell who, who cares about it and who, who watches it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I even myself realized that, oh, this is a lot more serious than I thought because, um, so I came out of playing baseball and just running, running, running all the time and you know, burning however many calories a day, I could basically eat whatever I wanted. And then, uh, now, uh, I start, I try to move around a, a little bit, but I have a desk job now. Yeah. And so I even noticed that after not even a month, just a couple of weeks, I was like, man, I feel like I just sat in a chair all day long and I like can like pinch my stomach now uh-huh. and like in a matter of just a couple of weeks. So then I, I quickly realized like, Oh, this can get out of hand fast. Uh-huh. And uh, I know we talked about, um, you know, if you gain 
three or four pound or three to five pounds a year for 20 years you do the math you know that's yeah. it it adds up um so uh yeah it's the small change small it's the, it's, you know, incremental sneaks up on you yeah for sure and then for some people and then and other the, people they just blow up you know that's true yeah you, I, i've seen those people too but uh um yeah and what, what i think that results in and in, in, at my stage in life you know you, you get you get you get to about your late thirties, early forties, and you can kind of start to see this divide between people who can do whatever it is that they wanted to. I mean, at forty, you can do. I mean, physically, you can do most everything that you could do when you were twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your joints hurt a little bit more, and you know, maybe maybe you're not lifting as heavy, but but for the most part, you can. Uh, you can you can still get out and jump on a mountain bike and and go ride ride mountain bikes with your kids or mm-hmm. you can uh, you know you can go hike whatever you know whatever mountain you know if you want to go national parks like the the whole national park is your playground but then mm-hmm. there's some other people who the national park is not their playground because they're now limited by their physical ability mm-hmm. um, and I'm starting to see that divide uh, between you know, people who can even just hold their body weight up when you swing on a rope swing. <laughs> right. Uh, or, uh, you know, the people who are confident enough to, uh, you know, jump out behind a boat and still water ski or, or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that the, the, the wedge is, uh, the divide is, is getting wider. Right. Uh, when you get to 20 years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, yeah, because even six months, mm-hmm. I can already tell, like, oh, man, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. people yeah. can change real quick uh-huh. uh, when they, like you said, when you don't have a scheduled workout, you know, mm-hmm. or gym time or practice or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I guess at your stage, it would require, well, on every stage, you now, um, you know, coming out of college, especially as a college athlete, you had to work out because it was compliance, right? Somebody else was making you do it. Right. But if you're going to work out now, it's going to be because of commitment. Mm-hmm. It's going to be because you made a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a harder thing to do for Wh- sure. Which uh, I know it's not maybe not the same for everybody, but it's actually more enjoyable for me to work out now because when I was forced to work out, I was like, ah, yeah. Know, I just practiced for three hours. Now I got to go lift weights. But now I get up. And if I choose to get up in the morning and go work out before work, it's like, well, I'm choosing to do this. Let's like, let's yeah. get something done. So it it feels better. I don't yeah. feel like I'm being controlled or coerced into going and lifting weights. Right. And so I, I find that I have better workouts now. Uh-huh. I find that I I can act, I am stronger now, and I'm building more muscle mass now that I'm not a college athlete mm-hmm. <laughs> than when I was, which right. is really funny to me. Well, and so, so part of part of we talked about how. It's part of what you eat, mm-hmm. right? Like being more intentional about eating and then rest too, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. sounded like you were just blowing and going all the yeah, time. That's and, for sure. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't build muscle if you don't give yourself time to recover and yeah, exactly. you just end up doing a lot of work for yeah. not a lot of gains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, you're like running on empty the whole time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so uh, there's a... Uh, and then, and then, and what do you think about, you know, your purpose fire, right? Like, um, you know, you've got a background, 
you've been a Christian for since you were four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I gave my life to Christ when I was in third grade. I don't remember. Or I remember where I was, but I, I can't tell you. Like it was this day this yeah. year. And I remember I was at a Christian camp, um, and I was in third grade, um, and so. Yeah, yes. my whole life. So, so now, uh, now you come out of school and you've, you know, you're you're married. And what does, uh, what do you think your faith piece? What are the challenges of staying connected to your Creator and then kind of living out the day to day commitments of, you know, the desires of your Creator? What's the cha- What's the biggest challenges of that at at twenty two three? Yeah, honestly, I think the biggest challenges are when I when I try to put energy into the other three areas, so into my mm-hmm. family and friend relationships, into my physical um, body, and then into my work. And when I try to put energy into those three, and I'm for, and I'm trying to do it all on my own, I get I feel very. Uh, at first, it may be fine, but then after a short period, like I'm, I feel like why in the world am I doing this? This is, mm. Or something's not working. I find it very hard to try to put energy into the other three without putting energy into the purpose mm. fire first. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, there's just something about when I can, when I can go have my quiet time and, be, and thank God for everything that he's blessed me with and then ask him for strength and guidance to lead my wife and um, be intentional with the way that I talk to people and be intentional about uh, how much energy I put into working out. Uh, it's just when I'm when I'm in connection with God, it just makes the other three fires so much e- easier, mm. um, and it it makes the other three fires so much more fulfilling. Yeah, and it makes me uh, have more gratitude. I think for every little thing in the yeah. other areas. Um, so the greatest. So to answer your question of what's the greatest. The question was, what's my greatest challenge? Well, yeah, what, 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 yeah what are the, where, where do you get feel tension in that space? Um, I, I keep going back to, like, whenever I'm trying to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's this idea of muscling it. Right, yeah. right. And then I know I know what the right answer is. I know that I should be putting effort into reading my Bible and praying. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very blessed because my job and my family and my friends— Aren't aren't like making me feel bad that I'm like going to church or praying or reading encouraging my Bible. They're encouraging me, encouraging me in that way. So I've been very blessed in that area. Um, so it's not hard because of external sources. It's hard because I'm too lazy to get up and yeah. read my Bible or, or, or yeah. whatever. So um, yeah, I mean, well. well. That's the same, same excuses, right? Those things just transfer right over to forty-four. Uh-huh. Um, you just label, put a different name on. Uh, well, the kids are need something from me, or the the job needs something from me. Um, and and some of our spirituality is that that intentional quiet time. Um, but I think there's some other other pieces too around. Um, you know, one of the things that I've found is just like in my professional growth, my spiritual growth builds. It is it's um yeah, it's building on my past experiences, and so um, I've found I'm a lot more graceful towards myself mm-hmm. 
Um, but I also think I understand uh, that there are a lot, a lot higher standards than I perceived. I just I, it's more important. That's that's what it is. That mm-hmm. it's I am I'm more graceful towards myself, and I'm also more intentional because I I think I get I was getting that same thing in my twenties like how much better it makes everything else mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm connected and in line and me and God are on the same page and right um, it feed it does feed the other areas right um, it's yeah. the one that can't be taken away from you. Right, yeah. your job can be taken away from you, and the people people in your life can be taken away from you, and your physical body can be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. But as long as there is breath in your lungs, you know, like yeah. that is, and thought in your brain, that is the piece of you that that can't be taken away. And so, um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting. Uh, sounds 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 like a the challenge. The challenge is still the same, but. Um, but I've found I have found uh, more value in the disciplines around the spiritual disciplines, uh, moving from twenty to to forty. But that's just that's just a process of yeah. compounding experiences over time. Yeah. So you just made me think. So um, one of the biggest challenges for all of my four fires is discipline, hmm. because uh, understanding that. Uh, I've heard you say that discipline is a muscle that can be yeah, exercised. For sure. Um, and then understanding that discipline is is doing something when you don't feel like it. And so, like, uh, when I— Because you know it's good for you. But yeah, you should... yeah. So I guess that's the hardest part was uh, I'm thinking when I graduated and baseball was no longer, like, making me do anything— uh, like I, I did take a, I took a two week break where I did absolutely nothing yeah. working out. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I, I was sitting at my desk for eight hours a day, and then I like, I actually, I'm not feeling very good. Yeah. Um. So then I was like, yeah, but I, I still don't feel like waking up and going to the gym. But then I, um. So I guess the hardest part was exercising your discipline muscle. Yeah. For for all all four of the fires. Like, yeah. I don't feel like late at night before bed I don't feel like reading a book uh-huh. for, to try to develop my professional fire or right. I, I don't feel like definitely don't feel like waking up and going to the gym yeah uh, but then or, even, or, even, or sitting on the couch with your it'd be easier to play video games right I mean yeah. like it's just, yeah. just like let me veg out and mm-hmm. do my own thing why do I need to have a deep conversation with my wife on yeah you know? mm-hmm. and and kind of what we were just touching on when you do all the when you when you do the stuff that you're supposed to do and you know you're supposed to do, it makes other areas better. So yeah. like, so I'm thinking about stuff that I like to do. So I'm a big deer hunter. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I know that I am working hard uh, at work and I'm, devel- I'm constantly trying to develop my professional life and then uh, I'm making Rachel feel loved and cherished and then I know that I'm reading my Bible and I'm staying uh, in constant prayer with God uh, when I have all those things going right, whenever it comes time for me to do something, for, when it's like, okay, it's time, like I'm going to go hunting because I, mm. it's been a while. I'm going to hunt, going to go hunting. That time, whenever I'm doing everything else right, that time that I spend hunting is so much better rather than if I'm just going through the motions and I'm like, I'm going hunting because I'm, 
you know, Rachel's annoying me or, yeah. or something's annoying me. Whenever I have all those things in order, my time is so much better, uh, so much more, you know, yeah, yeah well, I mean, enjoyable. You're, you're whole. Yeah. Right. So then, then you can just relax in, in a state of, you know, being integrity is this idea of like oneness. Mm-hmm. Um, so when all the things are firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. um, there's a uh, there's a really good quote. I don't know who said it, but the quote is: "Easy choices, hard life; hard choices, easy life." Hmm. And I think that I think there's a lot of truth in you know. A lot of times we look at the people and we go, "Oh, they've got such an easy life," you know. Oh, they've you know. Mm-hmm. It's probably a product of a lot of hard choices that mm-hmm. they've made over you know. Mm-hmm over the decades. And so, um, so a lot of kind of what you're talking about is the discipline to make and then act on the hard choice. Um, so cool. All right. So what's, uh, last question. What's the number one thing, uh, you would tell to a college student or a, uh, a recent college graduate, um, about the four fires, uh, about beginning their journey, uh, in that space that that helps them um, take a uh, go further faster. Guess it would depend on what fire. Yeah, you're talking about. Um, F- figure out where figure out where fig- you're struggling the most. Right. So I, I think about like um, so I got married in college my senior year, and I had uh, there were some people though that were like, man, I don't plan on getting married till I'm like 35 years old. So like you do yeah. you. Um, but then I had other guys that. Maybe we're like, oh, like that's really cool. I, I'd like to get married sometime soon, and maybe they had a, already had a girlfriend, or maybe they didn't have a girlfriend. Um, and one of the things that I, I've told, I don't know, ten to fifteen different guys, um, pray for your wife, even mm. if you don't like, pray for your future wife, even if you don't know her. Yeah. Uh, because so I went through a book called Thirty One Prayers for My Future Wife, uh-huh. and. I always, I always laugh because I tell tell the guys when I would tell them this. I'm not saying this is going to happen to you, but I started, I went through that book. So I went a, a month and I prayed, you know, every prayer for those 31 days. And then two weeks later, I met Rachel. <laughs> so I, I always said, look, I'm not telling you that you're going to meet your wife. Past results do not, uh, not a promise of future um, results. But, but that's something that I've told a lot of people. So as, as far so like the people fire on the the front of like finding your spouse pray for your spouse yeah pray for your future spouse first like you know um, you know someone in college yeah so if you don't if you're not dating anyone or you uh or you're maybe you're already dating or engaged but pray for your future spouse uh, yeah. on that front um and, and and just right there like that that in and of itself communicates a degree of intentionality around the kind of woman that you want to couple yourself with. That's right. Right. I think that there's something really, really important about, you know, do not be unequally yoked. But when you're when you are laying that decision out in front of God and and saying this is this is part of who I want to be and I want your impact and influence yeah. in this area of my life. Like I think I think so many people just go through life and Oh, that girl's pretty. I, I would marry her, mm-hmm. or you know, like, like how how short sighted that can be. But when for big decisions in life, I love that incorporating, you know, incorporating prayer into you know that family element of your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like with the physical fire, I guess it would just be on the like 
we've, we talk about awareness, ownership, and discipline. So for someone who's in college, uh, your physical fire is probably good. Mm-hmm. For most people, it probably is good or okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess it would be the uh, – if I was talking to someone in college, uh, I guess it would be just encouragement and say, this is going to become very real. Could yeah. You know, it, for some people it might be 20 years down the road. It could be like six months down the road. Yeah. Uh, for some people, like right after you graduate college and you get a desk job, uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, I've gained 35 pounds yeah. in a year. So yeah. uh, I think it would be just the uh, understanding the natural progression of each fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so awareness that it can get out of hand very fast yeah. if you're not intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you, I mean, athletically, you have not even hit your, your physical prime yet in no. terms of like, you know, what your body is capable of doing. And so you're still on the upward slope and I'm over here like just trying to pull the nose of the plane up, you know, to keep it from going down, you know, I'm on the downward slope, but you know, I got to keep it up as, as high as I can. So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a good word to, you know, and, and, and people who are young can recover from poor choices on the physical fire much quicker than you can in your, if you, if you have that aha moment in your fifties and Mm sixties. So yeah. Don't let it get out of control. Don't let it get out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it, it, it does affect so many other areas of your life. Um, yeah. And I guess another, some other advice would be, uh, find a person and we've talked about how you're, I would consider you a very lucky person if you can pick somebody out in your life and say they're four dimensional. Oh Yeah. Or even three dimensional. Like yep. you're very lucky if you can. Pick Especially out at twenty. Like if, oh, if yeah. you're running in circle. If you're running in a circle, who you're talking about? Like an older guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like, um, so my advice would be find somebody, uh, or maybe it's multiple people that you're picking out the good. The good. So like, it could be four different people yeah. that are all really good in each of the fires. Yeah. All the different four fires. Um, so I guess the advice would be get your vision. Of what you want to be, yeah. Because you always say, rarely do we hit a target that we can't clearly see. That's right. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, you got, yeah. If you don't have an example of a guy and that's two decades down the road from you, that that seems to be winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then, then you need to. Yeah. Then maybe yeah. Like you kind of create this conglomeration of. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's an ideal, right? It's not, it's super hard to, oh, to yeah. live into this space, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you being on the Four Fires podcast this afternoon. And, um, uh, we'll, we'll have some other conversations as it relates to, uh, the, the, the high level view of, uh, the Four Fires and the tactical pieces of the Four Fires. But I, I really, I really enjoy getting a perspective from a guy in his 20s who's living into this uh, this philosophy and uh, and then how that's, you know, the challenges that you're seeing right now. And, and then, you know, hopefully uh, over the next 20 or 30 years, you, uh, you're living into each one of those spaces so that uh, you are further down the road in each one of those fires. So um, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a good time. 